welcome to Working the Word with Jonathan Force. Join us now for a service already in progress at Lakewood Church of God. We're going to uh, begin a, a study tonight on spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare. Now, uh, when, you, when you talk about spiritual warfare, Pastor, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm talking about that God has given us weapons to fight the devil with. Come on, we can give the devil some trouble. We can. We can, we can give the devil some real trouble. You say, well, why would I want to do that? Has he ever given you trouble? All right, let's give him a dose of his own. In fact, let's just give him the whole bottle. Let's see if we can OD him, okay? Let's, let's just start giving the devil some trouble. One of the ways that we do that is we use the weapons in our arsenal. The Word of God, fasting, prayer, uh, the prayers of agreement uh, and prayer of faith and and the confession of the Word of God and things like this. So tonight I want to begin, and I do want to do a series on this. Tonight I want to begin by talking to us about the calling that we have by God to exercise spiritual authority. Did you know that you are called by God to be, uh, to be a warrior for the kingdom? You're called by God to exercise spiritual authority. God didn't save you just to keep you out of hell. I said, God didn't save you just to keep you out of hell. No, 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 no. He saved you because He wanted to have a relationship with you. Because He wanted to have a deep, intimate, personal relationship with you. And here's one thing I've found about God through the years. He'll let me get just as close to Him as I want to. As I want to. I mean, I can crawl up in His lap. I can lay up against him. You say, that sounds kind of weird. Hey, listen, we're the bride of Christ. Hallelujah. I'm a guy, but when it comes to this, we're the bride of Christ. You see, you ladies, you don't have that advantage. You don't ever get to be a man. (laughs) But we're a man, and then we can also be the bride of Christ. (laughs) Okay, I'm trying to be funny, and you guys aren't even picking up on it at all. I totally give up on that. All right. <laughs> but the point is, is we can be as close to God as we want. And He desires to be close to us. The closer I have gotten to the Lord through the years, I found out that, that the Lord wants me to walk in His power. He wants me to walk in His authority. He wants me to exercise that authority. He, he wants me to not only give the devil trouble, but, but get rid of the devil out of my life. Because the devil is not, he was not invited into my life and he is not welcome there. And he's not welcome there. So we're going to begin right now in Luke chapter 9 and we're going to read verse 1, verse 2, and verse 6. And here's what the Bible said. We might just read on down through, but here's what the Bible said. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. So the first thing he did, he called them together. He said, I'm going to give you the power. And I'm going to give you the authority over all of the devils. In other words, over the devil and all of his little minions. Even the little imps. I'm going to give you power and I'm going to give you authority over them. And I'm going to give you the power to cure diseases. That's what he said. And then the second thing he told them in verse number 2 he says, And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So he sent them out after giving them power and authority over the devil and to cure diseases. He sent them forth to preach God's system. This is the kingdom of God. God's system and God's ways of doing things. 
So he said, now I'm going to give you this power, now I'm going to send you, and I want you to proclaim God's system and God's ways of doing things, and you, when you get through doing that, then I want you to heal the sick. So in other words, don't just go preach it, do it. If you're going to decree and declare it, then you need to be able to back that up. Now if we say that we believe in miracles... If we say that we believe in prophecy, if we say that we believe that we have spiritual authority, then you and I as spirit-filled men and women of God have a moral, not only a moral responsibility, but we have a stewardship responsibility to activate in front of the loss the power and the authority that God has given us. And that kind of power and that kind of authority only comes through a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So then the Bible said, He said unto them, Don't take anything for your journey. No staves, no script, no, nor bread, nor money. Nor, and don't have two coats apiece. Whatever house you enter into, there abide and thence depart. And whosoever will not receive you, when you go out of that city, shake off the very dust from your feet for a testimony against them. Verse number 6, And they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Somebody say this is New Testament. So in other words, that means that we can live. We, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and He never changes. That mandate is still ours today. Go ye therefore and preach the gospel uh, to all of the world. So we see where Jesus called the disciples there in Luke chapter 9, verses 1 and 2, to exercise spiritual authority. Now go to the next chapter, Luke chapter 10, and verse number 19. And the Bible says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now Jesus was giving the 70. The 70 or 72, He was giving them the power to do these things. Now look in verse number 17. The 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject to us in your name. So Jesus said, I'm going to send you out. I want you to exercise your power. I want you to exercise your authority, but do it in my name. Name means power. Name means authority. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. So Jesus was saying, I saw Satan when he fell out of heaven. I know where that rascal's at. You know where that rascal's at? Let me tell you where he ought to be. Under your feet. That is his residence. That's the place where he lives. If you want to get a message to the devil, write it on the bottom of your shoe. That's where the devil belongs. Put him under your feet. And when he messes with you, just go, Hallelujah! You didn't even get that. Just go, Hallelujah! Right on the top of his head. Amen. And so they came back. Je Jesus said, I saw Satan fall as lightning from heaven. And he told these 70, he said, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So what he was saying is don't rejoice because you walk in this power and don't rejoice because you walk in this authority. Everything that you do and everything that you're about has to do with your relationship with God. Don't rejoice because you can cast out devils. Don't rejoice because you can cure sickness. Don't rejoice because you can heal the sick. Don't rejoice because of these things. Rejoice because you have a relationship with your heavenly Father. 
That's more important than, than being able to cast out devils. That's more important than healing the sick. That's more important. A relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. He said rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Now, let's go to Matthew chapter 28. To the left in your Bible, Matthew chapter 28. We're talking about our calling to exercise spiritual authority. Matthew chapter 28 verses 18 through 20 says this, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now how does that happen? Verse 19 gives you the answer. Again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So Jesus was telling believers. He wasn't just telling the disciples now. Now He's beginning to commission all believers to exercise their authority. And here's what He was telling them. I'm going to give you the power to bind and loose. Whatever you bind in heaven will be loose on earth. Whatever, whatever's, and, and then he goes on and he says, and then pray the prayer of agreement. Pray with one another. Walk together in agreement. And the Bible says here, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And if two of you shall agree upon earth as concerning anything, I will give it to you of my Father which is in heaven. What would happen if we just decided to gang up on the devil. Think about this. What would happen? You see, it's pretty easy to get people, oh, will you pray a prayer of agreement that the Lord help me get a new car? What about just praying a prayer of agreement to kick the devil's butt? He said butt in the pulpit. Yes, I did. Kick the devil's rear end. Derriere. Does that make you feel better if I say derriere instead of butt? Yes. What is it? Glucomus Maximus? Glutamus Maximus? We're just going to kick it. What if we agreed to kick the devil's rear end? What if we just said, you know what? I'm sick and tired of what the devil, of how the devil been messing around with you. I'm sick and tired of the way the devil been messing around me. I'm sick and tired of the way the devil's been messing around in the church. I think it's time for the church to have revival. I think it's time for us to put the devil where he belongs, underneath our feet. I think it's time that we just started worshiping God and praising God in agreement and we started magnifying his name and every time the enemy sticks his head up, we just knock him right back down and we pray the prayer of a Agreement, and we say, Heavenly Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus in agreement and we put the devil under our feet in Jesus' name. I want to see you walk in victory. I want to see you walk in, in freedom. I want to see you experience the joy of the Lord which is your strength. I want to see you have the peace of God that passes all understanding. And I know that God's going to accomplish His work and God's going to accomplish His purpose and I'm so thankful that I can go to Him in times like these. Now let's go to Mark chapter 16. Go to the right. We're talking about power and authority for every believer. Mark chapter 16 verses 17 through 20 says this. Woo, let's start in verse 15. And He said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. What is the gospel? Some people say, well, the gospel is that Jesus will forgive you of your sins and come into your heart and come into your life. That's true. That's part of the gospel. 
But another part of the gospel is if you're sick, He's Jehovah Rapha, your healer. Another part of the gospel is if you're poor, you don't have to be poor no more. That's another part of the gospel. Another part of the gospel is my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. The gospel has to do with having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Everything that I will teach you about spiritual warfare always links back to your personal, close, intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And so we go on here and the Bible says... Preach the gospel to every creature. Verse 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they do what? Cast out death. There's that power and authority again. In my name shall they cast out. Now who can do this? Those that believe. That tells me that the only thing that I need to qualify for this kind of power is to believe. I need to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and I need to believe, right? Okay, now let's go on here. And then the Bible says, These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Now that's not talking about snake handling. That's at at that particular time now. Now listen to me. That's talking about persecution. That's talking about persecution, okay? Because they used to throw them in snake pits and they used to make them drink deadly poison in Rome. And so what he was saying was, you know what, if you'll believe, I can deliver you from these things. And then the Bible says this, and they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So let's see here. We've already talked about in two other places where the Bible says that we can. Jesus commanded them to go cure diseases... And then he commanded them to heal the sick. And now he says when they lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. They shall recover. Do you think God wants you well? He does, doesn't he? Well, then how can we be well if we never pray for one another? If we never exercise our spiritual authority? Well, I'm afraid I'm going to pray for somebody and they're not going to get healed. Take a shot at it. What are you afraid of? Well, I just want them to get healed. I just, you know, I'm afraid they won't get healed. That's pride. Hello. Hello. Hey, it's my job to pray the prayer of faith. It's his job to do the healing. And so I pray the prayer of faith. I position myself in alignment with his power and with his authority. And if he wants to charge that stuff through me to minister to other people and see them receive their miracle, then praise the Lord. That can happen because he gave me in the word, he gave me the command to go forth and heal the sick, cure diseases, try to raise the dead, cleanse the leper. It's right there in the word of God. He said, these signs will follow them that believe. You're going to be able to cast out devils. You're going to be able to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. And when they persecute you with deadly force, it shall not hurt you. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere. Now look at this. This is key phrase right here. Listen to this. The Lord, and they went went everywhere. The Lord working with them. That's the key phrase. The Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. So what he was saying here was, you take a chance on me and I'll come through for you. 
That's what he was saying. The Bible said the Lord was working with them. If you go try to do it by yourself, let me say it like this. It's, it, I, some of you will pick this up. Some of you will be like, but, uh, but let me say it like this. For too long, the church has exchanged faith for formula. Okay? And what happens is we get caught up in the formula of faith and we lose faith. Well, you know, you say that I need to pray and you say that I need to fast and you say that I need to confess the word. So, Pastor, I just did all of that. I did all of that and nothing happened. Nothing happened. No, 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 no. You got to do it until faith comes alive inside of you. You got to do it until the Logos word of God that gets inside of you turns into the God-breathed rhema word of God. You, you'll feel the shift in your spirit when it happens. You'll feel the shift. You know what? You know what? You know why I was such a successful evangelist for eight years? You know what kept me on the road? You know what kept me going to the point where when I left the road, I was booked for a year and a half. Of you know what kept me going? Here was my, here was, people would say, what's your secret? I'd say there's, there's really no secret to revival. It all comes the same way. It comes through fasting and through prayer and through the study of the word relationship with the Lord. Here's what I would do. I would go into a brand new place to preach a revival. And I would go at 6 o'clock in the morning. Pastors, some of them loved me and some of them hate me because at 6 o'clock in the morning I knocked on their bedroom door and said, come on, we're going to the church to pray. Some of them never had me back because I got them up at 6 o'clock in the morning to go pray. (laughs) But I would get in that church every single day and I would hit my knees in that altar during the day and I would pray until I felt the break until I felt the break in my spirit. As soon as I felt the break, I could go have lunch, I could go run a track, I could do whatever I wanted to do because I knew that the devil had been defeated. It was over for the devil because I felt that break in my spirit. Now listen, you can run around and see, here's what's happened. The devil has said, well, if you pray the prayer of faith, then you don't ever have to pray it again. If you pray it again, then it says... And, and they'll teach you this in faith school. They'll teach you things like this. They'll say, if you pray something more than once, then you didn't pray in faith the first time. No, let me help you with this, okay? The Bible talks about persistent prayer. The fact that I continue to pray is proof that I have faith in God and that God is the only one that can take care. If I didn't get healed today, I'm going to pray tomorrow to get healed. If I didn't get healed the next time, I'm going to pray again. The fact that I continue to pray means that I'm continuing to have faith in God. Now, here's the thing. Uh, here's the thing. The devil has, has allowed that teaching to come in the church to get people back off their knees. Because he doesn't want you to pray. He says, if you pray about something more than once, then you're not praying in faith. And he has been effective in getting people away from the altar and off of their knees. And what we got to do is we've got to go back to the old past where it's a good way when it comes to prayer. We got to be like David. We got to get a hold of the horns of the altar and say, God, I'm not turning it loose until you bless me. We got to be like Jacob that says, I'm sick and tired of being known as a deceiver and a surplanter. And when an angel began to wrestle with him and the angel said, Turn me loose, the day's breaking. Jacob said, I ain't turning you loose for nothing until you bless me. In fact, he dislocated Jacob's thigh and it was out of joint and Jacob still hung on. And finally, the angel said, said, okay, 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 okay. Your name is no longer Jacob. It is now Israel, which means it is no longer deceiver. It is now blessed. He held on. He held on. He hung on. 
He hung on because he realized if I hang on, good things can happen. There are some things that you will never experience in God unless you wrestle through in prayer. Intercessory prayer. Spiritual warfare is not about formula. It's about real faith. Now, (laughs) and then the Bible said, and they went forth, preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. So who was confirming the word? It was the Lord, wasn't it? It was the Lord. All right, now, let's go to uh, Romans chapter 16. Romans chapter 16. To the right in your Bible, come on. Romans chapter 16, or just get your little app out. Romans chapter 16. And we're talking about him calling us to exercise our authority. Romans chapter 16, verse number 17. We'll go through verse 20. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. What the, what, what the apostle was saying here is don't allow yourself to fall off into confusion. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Not everybody that can string two good sentences together is anointed. Can I get real for just a minute? You can sing like a canary. I told someone the other day, I said, it wasn't the person that was anointed. It was the song. It was the song. Mickey Mouse could sing How Great Thou Art and somebody could get saved because the song is anointed. That's that's why preachers that live in sin can get in the pulpit and preach powerful messages, and people give their life to Jesus Christ. It's not God honoring the lifestyle of that preacher. It's God honoring the truth of His Word. The Word of God is anointed. The Word of God is anointed. And what this scripture is saying right here is that for they which serve not our Lord Jesus Christ but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple, what he's saying is, is what you need to do is make sure that your relationship with the Lord is right. I learned a long time ago that the Lord has given me a gift to teach and a gift to preach. And whether I feel good or whether I don't, I can get up in this pulpit and within about two minutes, sometimes even less than that, all of a sudden there's a shift in my spirit. Why? Because the Holy Ghost takes over and He just begins to teach through me. I've lear- I learned years ago how to just shift and just let Him do His thing. In fact, I listen to the messages that the Holy Ghost puts through me. I told somebody the other day, I said, Wow, that message Sunday morning, weathering the storm, I said the Holy Ghost preached a pretty good message. Wasn't me. It was the Holy Ghost. He preached a pretty good message. Well, I think it's important for us to not put too much confidence in man. Can I preach right here for just a minute? Are you all still with me? You guys want to go home and watch I Love Lucy? Are you okay? All right. Listen to me. When we put too much confidence in man, then man will fail us. Every single time 
we put our confidence and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we put our confidence and trust in Him, then He never fails. My relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and don't take this wrong, I'm using that as an example, but my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ is not based on whether Steve Mundy continues to serve God or not. Has nothing to do with it. I love him. He better keep serving God. I'll go smack him around just a little bit. I'll get, get in the flesh for a minute and get him all straightened out and then we'll come back and he'll be serving the Lord. But my relationship with God is not based on whether Luke continues to serve. In fact, it's not based on even what you ever do to me. Has nothing to do. I love Dr. John. I don't think Dr. John will ever betray me. I don't, I don't know, but I don't think so. He loves me too much, and I love him too much, and we've been through too much together. But if he betrayed me in the next 30 seconds, my relationship with God is not based on my relationship with Dr. John. And this is what happens to so many people. They get attached to the wrong man. What do you mean by that? You need to be attached to the man Jesus. You've got to be attached to him, okay? If we're going to do spiritual warfare and do it effectively, we have to be attached to Jesus. I don't plan on ever failing you. But I, but I have, I mean, ouch, I'm, I have flesh. You know what? I can stand right here and tell you I have absolutely no plans for the rest of my life to ever quit serving God or to ever fail or ever anything like that. I can say I have absolutely no plans, but I know how the devil works. So every single day, I have to make sure that my heart is right with the Lord. Because in my position and in your position also, because you're here on Wednesday night, which means your commitment level is a little higher than a lot of other people. But in my position, I'm a a prime target for the enemy. I sure am. Now let's continue here. For your obedience is come abroad unto all men. I am glad therefore on your behalf, but yet I would have you wise unto them which is good and simple concerning evil. Now look at this. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. When the devil starts messing with you, just say, Hey, old buddy-o, you got a headache yet? How come? The Bible said that the God of peace would bruise him under my feet. That means I'm stomping around on his head. He ought to be having a headache. I, we need to give the devil headaches. We need to stand firm. Okay, now James chapter 4 and verse number 7. Let's go over there. James chapter 4. To the right in your Bible. I'm giving you a lot of scripture tonight. We'll always give you a lot of scripture. That's what this is all about. Hallelujah. James chapter 4. Verse number 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. When I live submitted to the Lord, I can resist the devil, and he'll flee from me. Then verse number 8. Draw nigh to God, and he'll draw nigh to you. All God is watching for is movement. Listen to me. All he's looking for is movement. Draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you. If I take a step toward him, 
He'll take as many as he can towards me because he saw movement. We're just sitting around saying, okay, God, I'm waiting for you to move. That's not going to work. You can't just sit around and say, God, I'm waiting for you to move. No, you've got to, you've got to pray. You've got to fast. You've got to get in the Word. You've got to encourage yourself in the Lord. You've got to get around people that has an appetite for the move of God, that has an appetite for prayer, that has an appetite for relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And then when the Bible says resist the devil and he'll flee from you, then buddy, we can resist the devil and he will pick them up and put them down getting away from us. I have a friend, well, he's, he's probably in heaven now. It was several years ago, but his name was Bill Burkett and he used to do a lot of ministry behind the Iron Curtain. Him and, and um, Brother Andrew, a guy by the name of Brother Andrew, used to smuggle Bibles into Russia when, you know. And so uh, he had Brother Burkett's wife's name was Mary. And they lived up in the Northeast, and, and um, she was a prayer warrior. She's a big-time prayer warrior. And she would always do what Daniel did. She would go open her window, and she would pray towards Jerusalem. That was her thing. That's what she would do. And she did it several different times a day. And she would pray for her husband as he was going behind the what they called the Iron Curtain back then, smuggling Bibles and all kinds of things. And so she told the story, or he told the story, about how that she was praying one night, it was late at night, and the Lord had put him on her heart. And so she got up and she opened the window toward Jerusalem and she began to pray and cry out to God on behalf of her husband. And she heard voices outside of her window. And the voices went like this. They said, uh, they said uh, oh my goodness, what street are we on? Or where are we at? What street are we on? And they said, they said well, we're on such and such a street. And then she heard another voice that said, Wait a minute! Isn't isn't that isn't that Mary Burkett's street? And said, yeah, yeah, that's Mary. Oh, and, and this other voice said, "Dear God, we don't even need to be on that block." And they took off. <laughs> they took off. She went outside the next day. There were no footprints. There was nothing. She believes that she heard the enemy because she was deep in prayer. She believes that she heard the enemy. If we resist the devil, submit ourselves to God, we can resist the devil, and he will flee from us. Now, 1 Peter chapter 5, uh, verses 8 and 9 says this, Be sober and be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. And while he's making all that racket, here's what the Bible says we're supposed to do. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world, but the God of all grace, who has called you unto His eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, will make you perfect and establish and strengthen and settle you. To Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Come on, somebody say praise God for Jesus. Hallelujah. One more scripture. You ready? We can't, we can't start studying about this without going to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. We can't, we can't. Oh my goodness, I'm going to have to quote it. I'm having a hard time finding Ephesians. I'm, I've been using my app too much. All right. Ephesians chapter 6, beginning in verse number 10. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, because you're facing all of these things, 
Take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand. So he's saying when you are wrestling against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of the world and spiritual wickedness in high places, then just put on your armor. Just put on your armor, and when you get your armor on, just stand. Just stand. Sometimes we're busy wrestling when we ought to be just standing. What, can, what makes you stand when you've got on your armor? When you got on your armor. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Now look at verse number 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So what he was saying was after you suit up, stand and pray. Stand and pray. How are you going to defeat the enemy? How are you going to overcome the enemy? By standing and praying. By watching, praying the Word of God. Walking in faith, living in faith. Touch your neighbor and say, you are called to exercise spiritual authority. That's your calling. Hallelujah. All right, that's all I'm going to give you tonight. Is that enough? All right, let's all stand. Come on. Thank you for joining us today on Working the Word. For more information, go to our website at www dot suncoast4 and that's the number four jesus dot tv you may also write us at one two six three seven pony lane hudson florida three four six six nine or you may call us at seven two seven eight five six one seven seven zero our office hours are monday through wednesday 9 a.m to 5 p.m and thursdays 9 a.m to 2 p.m remember the word will work if you work the word